Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast. I am Suzanne Kearns, a mom and dot 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 writer, LGBTQ advocate, and this week a spoiled mom staycationer. That sounds so nice. We'll talk about that more at the end. (laughs) I will be bragging. I will be bragging throughout the show. And I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot 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 writer, foster care advocate, and this week, doctor mom, taking care of my teenager who had all four of his wisdom teeth yanked out of his head on Friday. That's a special Mother's Day. (laughs) It was a real special Mother's Day. (laughs) Who scheduled that? (laughs) I know. I know. I can only, I have to take responsibility for that one. Our guest today is Suzanne Brown, a strategic marketing and business consultant. She's a mom and dot, 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 work-life balance speaker, consultant, and best-selling and four-time award-winning author. She empowers company leaders and working moms to think differently about balance and take action. She shares her own experience and extensive research, as well as practical tips, insights, and advice from interviews with more than 110 working moms. Find out more at mompowerment.com, which we will talk about more in a lot, little while here. In her downtime, you can find Suzanne, her husband, and her two young boys on a nearby hiking trail or faraway adventure. Ooh. Well, welcome, yeah. Suzanne. We're so excited to have you here. I usually get to bump into you at the Texas uh, Women's Conference. I know. And it's not so this fun. year. <laughs> We're like, we're like Suzanne Magnet somehow, even in this huge, like big, oh my gosh. I mean, it's a huge event. And somehow Mm -hmm. we always manage to bump into each other. It's like, oh, hi, how are you? Yeah. Yes, but never long enough to really dig into the good stuff. So I'm really glad that we have this time to kind of sit down and hear what you're up to. And um, for people who are not familiar with your book or mompowerment.com, do you want to share a little information about you and the types of services that you offer? Sure. So I started all of this because of my own experience as a mother. And so our older son was born 10 weeks premature. And I was still very much in the corporate world at that point. I worked for a very large company and I went to my manager. I was working in a financial role at that point. I went to my manager and I negotiated a part-time, a transition to part-time. And literally she just cut my hours in half. Like that was what we ended up negotiating. Just literally cut it down to 20 hours. And I got a lot of questions, like lots and lots of questions from, as you can imagine, mainly working mothers saying, you know, yep. how did you know you could do that? Can you slowly tell me <laughs> the exact words that you used when you talk to your manager? Yes. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I got a ton of questions and I, it, it ended up taking a lot of my time, right? Like the whole point in working more time was not so that I could have a bunch of discussions. It was so that I could spend time <laughs> with my child. And I really, I didn't know what was going to happen when we left the NICU. Like that was the whole reason why I negotiated all of this. And then about a year later, I transitioned to being a hundred percent entrepreneur. I'd had a side gig for almost eight years by that point, but I I became just a hundred percent entrepreneur. The questions never stopped. And, um, (laughs) which is great. I mean, I, you know, I, I appreciated that. But I said, I've got to send people to a resource. Like there's gotta be something out there that I can send people to 
because there's this many questions, there's got to be something out there. And there wasn't. And I said, well, I can create that because, I mean, (laughs) how hard can that be? Um, And I always say this. (laughs) Famous last words. It is always harder than you think it is in your head. Um, And then I started having other conversations because I didn't want somebody to look at this resource, which at that point I didn't know was going to be a book. I kind of figured that out a few interviews in. But I said, I don't want this to be something that somebody picks up and says, well, yeah, if I was a marketing strategist and I lived in Austin, Texas, which is a really entrepreneurial friendly city, and I have, you know, a a helpful spouse, well, sure, I could do what she does. Like I wanted a lot of different voices. Mm -hmm. And so I started interviewing women. Eventually I figured out, oh, this needs to be a book because so many of them said, it would have been amazing if I had had a book when I was at this point in my career. And I was like, are you telling me I need to write a book? Like, is that what you're saying? (laughs) Because I didn't realize I was going to write a book either. Yeah. And so all of that happened, ended up launching my first book. And then people came to me and said, it's great. I'm really excited about this transition to part-time. So where's my book? Where's the book for me? I work full-time. And I was like, the book, it's got lots of great little nuggets in there. They're like, that's great. I'm really excited for you. But it's got the word part-time in the title. And so I'm never going to read this book. So when are you going to write your next book? And so I was like, I'm writing a second book. And so I ended up writing (laughs) a second book. And through all of that, I figured out that not only do working moms need the help. And so some are DIY wives, so they pick up the book and they make things happen. Um, Some want a little more one-on-one help. So I do one-on-one sessions. I spend a lot of time also with companies because one of the easiest ways for me to really impact a lot of working moms is to talk to a company and help them understand how to support working moms, working mom employees. And so I, I kind of work on both sides because it's helpful. Ultimately, the goal is to have more women leaders. And in order to have more women leaders, mm-hmm. we need to have more moms because yeah. so many of the women that you that you see in the workforce are, are mothers. And so yeah. all of that goes hand in hand. And then being able to mm-hmm. influence on the, the company side and influence on the mom side, um, I enjoy because I get to see both sides. So yeah, so there, oh, there's a well, lot. And it's- and so, it's so critical that women have that is. resource. I mean, not just selfishly for for Missy and I to have that information, but um, I know when we were all listening to that mom, I'm gonna say it, Mother's Day Monday. Is that what Mother's, Mother's Monday. Monday? Yeah, Mother's Monday. The Mother's Monday event today, and yeah. I, the statistic was something like was it one third of one third. working moms are thinking about either leaving the workforce entirely or downshifting, um, and they're just talking about what a huge impact that that could have for women in power and all the movement that's been made in progress for women in the workforce, if all of a sudden this huge number of them just disappear. Uh, and so yeah. it is nice to have solutions. Choice. You know, in a lot of cases, it's not a choice that they feel like they have no other option. Yeah. I was really struck by that. This I mean, morning. you feel backed mm-hmm. into a corner and here's the thing for you all to think about on top of that, about a third of women in the workforce are mothers. So you're talking about a third of women are thinking about leaving and a third of women are mothers. So that's actually a huge percentage of women in the workforce. I mean, honestly, and that, you know, 
we have to have a, a, a big enough pool in order to continue to keep moving up the ladder, right? Like right. Um, if you have a hundred, a hundred aren't going to move up the ladder. And so, so you, you need a base. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. we can't have women leaving, especially if they feel like this is their last, like, well, I have to leave. Yes. You know, it's like, no, you don't yes. have to leave. Please don't. Well, and women carried the brunt of COVID. And that was another statistic this morning that really the job loss landed on women almost exclusively or maybe exclusively. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that and what that is going to look like in our workforce for the next five, 10 years looking out. So the statistic they shared this morning was that women have taken on 15 plus hours a week in childcare and household duty on top of everything else that they're doing, right? So if you work a 40 hour work week, which let's be honest, most people who have a full-time job don't only work 40 hours. Like that's mm-hmm. not generally the case. And, and it's not that you only took on 15 hours. Like you already have a layer of stuff that you did. So there was already the stuff you did as a, as a, as a mother on right. top of that 40 hours. And then there's another 15. So because now we're managing school what? and I mean, so COVID life. Yeah. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, absolutely insane. And the challenge in that is, especially during COVID, you know, so many schools shut down. And so you're having to manage everything remotely. And it's not like, oh, well, you can just do that in after hours, sweetie. Like, no, I mean, the school day is during the school day, right? And so you end up having to kind of push out your work hours either before everybody wakes up or after everybody goes to bed. And so- Mm -hmm. It's just this huge block of time that you're having to deal with as a working mother. And so much is based on this 40-hour work week, right? And I mean, this is something that we've been doing for more than 100 years. And so for so few people, it's based on results. You know, did you do A through Z? Okay, well, if you could do that in 25 hours, then all right, you're done. It is your butt has to be in a seat for eight hours a day, right? For so many, you don't get a ton of wiggle room for being more productive with your time during the day. And so, yep. um, and so there, there's that challenge, right? And the problem becomes that if you leave the workforce, even for six months, six months, two years, 10 years, you know, whatever it is, it can be really hard to get back in. That can be a really big challenge. And so if you leave the workforce and we're hoping that things get back to normal in the fall, but I hear a lot of people saying, oh, well, we just need to get through the school year. Here is my concern. Summer is not going to be any easier because now you don't have things occupying your kids' time. So many Mm -hmm. camps are closed or they're already full because they're not doing 100%. You know, if they normally had a hundred kids, well, now they're only doing 50 or 60 or 75. So what are you going to do in the summer? Yeah. You know, and, and, and as mothers, we already spent a ton more time with our kids. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's just so much more that's already layered in. And I certainly didn't have all of these activities that my kids have especially this young. I mean, I have two elementary aged kids. I didn't do any of this stuff in elementary school, like none of it. Um, Mm -mm. And there's just a lot more there. And so um, 
I think the good side is that moms have started to figure out like, what's the most important? Do we really need to be in 10? Okay, well, maybe we'll only be in two, you know, like, like I think yeah. for many, it's starting to simplify things. I'm hoping that trend yeah. continues. So if a, if a mom like this comes to you and said, the summer's coming, like I have all these demands pulling at me, is that kind of the, the discussions that you're having with some of the clients that you coach, you know, is that we need to simplify things or like, <laughs> what, what are the answers or do we yeah, have Are to... you having to talk them into simplifying or are they like on board? You know, I haven't had to talk anybody into simplifying. I think they've come yeah. and said, it's not working how do I fix it? And it's like, okay, well, what if we, mm. let, let's think about all the stuff. Okay. Well, what if we take this away? What if we take that away? And they're like, all right, how do I make that happen? <laughs> so I think because of everything that women have gone through, that working mothers are just, it's so much. I think they have finally opened up to doing it differently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's just, it's come to that point of, I just, I can't, um, and I think the other side of that is they are realizing the importance of the village, you know, like, okay, yeah. you, Suzanne is going to be doing the pickup on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Missy is going to be doing the pickup on Tuesday, Thursday, I'm going to take all the kids to school Monday through Friday. Okay, that is done. And I think before yeah. we felt very much the need to like, I need to be the one to drop off. I need to be the one to pick up. Mm -hmm. And I think now it's like, nope not going to work that way. And so cannot yeah. do it all. No. And now how much of those village conversations involve women who are trying to get their spouse or their partner to oh, be a, a more question. engaged villager, <laughs> um, which <laughs> I'm raising my hand. That is not what I'm running into here. I'm, I'm no. covered, but I just know that I've, I've heard that yeah. from so many of my circles or just things, you know, articles I read online, you know, we're, it's natural for us to look to, especially as stay-at-home moms, our other fellow stay-at-home moms who have the capacity like we do to do some of these things mm -hmm. um, sometimes. And sometimes we overfill that capacity with things we shouldn't be saying yes to. Um, but yeah, but I think obviously the most natural person to help care for your offspring is the, the partner the or, the, or the <laughs> yeah. spouse. So like what kind of balancing are you seeing with your clients within their own, under their own roof, um, especially during COVID when maybe you didn't want to have a neighbor who would have been your usual go-to for driving mm -hmm. your kid around. Um, you don't want them in their car <laughs> necessarily. True. So I will say that um, I think I, I am seeing, and I, and not just in in women who I who I personally speak with, but in you know in Facebook groups, on Twitter, like even on Instagram, where so much of it is like the the perfect view of things, right? Where yeah. there is a lot more conversation about the realities of the cracks, right, on the home front, and mm -hmm. what are really the challenges. And so when I am talking to somebody. I definitely try to bring up the conversation of how are you going to engage your significant other in this conversation? You know, what, what are some of the things that you're struggling with? And I will say, actually, last year, there were so many conversations that I was seeing and having that were about, I'm literally about to, like, lock my husband outside of the house. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> to the point that I've heard from some friends the same, yeah, <laughs> that I, um, and, and I will also say my husband and I 
have partnered incredibly well during this whole situation. And so this is not my own experience, but I created a guide to be able to, to start that conversation. And so many times the it's, it's from the very basic element of like, how do you even start that conversation? Like, it's such an awkward mm -hmm. thing. And so I even included things like conversation starters because mm -hmm. women would, would just lock up. They're like, I don't even know yeah. how to start the conversation. So I'm just not. And it's like, what if I give you some conversation starters? What if I give you some, some exercises to go through to help you with that? Because it is so important to have that, not that help, but have that partnership on the home front. Right. If it's an option and it can be the simple things like, you know, in, like in our house, whoever puts the kids to bed does not do dishes, right? Like mm -hmm. it's something that simple because if you put the kids yeah. to bed and you do dishes, that's literally hours of your evening. Hours. hours. <laughs> you know, and, and there is some flexibility. Like, let's say you do have to hop back on and do some work. Okay. So maybe you do whichever is the lighter load. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of that conversation actually centers around the concept of mental load. Yep. Yes. Um, which is a really important part of the conversation because you can't just release the task. You have to release all the stuff behind the task. And that is something that I think that as women, we can struggle with. Yeah. I have a friend who's done a beautiful job of it. And it doesn't mean that she's never frustrated. Yeah. Like sometimes she's like, oh, wow. So you scheduled all those camps at that time, but he's in charge of camps. He did it. And so maybe she's not always thrilled with how it comes out, but he did it. And then he manages figuring out how they're going to get there and that's off her plate. She doesn't spend, it's, I don't know, it's different this year, but you know, it, for me, I used to start in December and January thinking about what's the summer plan. And she doesn't <laughs> use her mental energy in December and January thinking about summer. That's off her plate. Um, and it's, I mean, that's a gift for yeah. her to have that and not have to have that weight. It, it is so important to understand that element of mental load though, because mm -hmm. You know, if you just hand off the task and you don't hand off all the stuff behind it, yep. <laughs> it's still very much in your head, right? And then it's the, hey, have you, did you look at that? Like, oh, well, that could be a good camp, but does it have the this and the that? And it's like, mm -hmm. just, you just have to let it, just go. release it. Like, but the challenge becomes you either have to be super specific. <laughs> or you have to be okay with it not looking the way that you want it mm -hmm. to look, right? Mm -hmm. Like yep. those are kind of the two sides. And the problem yep. there is you can't be specific in every single thing or then it just doesn't work, right? And so no. you have to figure out in your own head, like, is this really important? Okay, no. Okay, so I'm going to let this one go. This is where I'm going to give the input, you know, like- mm -hmm. Like you've got to make yeah. that decision, but I think you've got to know which hills you're going to die on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so funny. I always say, is this the sword you're going to die on? Is this going to be the one? And I'm like, nope, nope, not today. <laughs> nope. 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 Yes. Um, that's, I mean, that's a really important exercise for us too, because I think a lot of our business um, can be 
self-created. Um, right. And we put importance on things that don't need to be important. So, yeah. It goes back to that. We have a lot of discussion around values. So what is it? Where are your values and where can you trust your partner to take that load? Because you guys share values and you know that your partner is going to achieve this. Maybe it doesn't look the same way it would look if you did it, but it's okay. Like you've let it go. It's hard. It's golf. It's It's not tennis. It's okay. Your goal is to have your kids socialize and that's your priority and your value. And it can happen at either sports. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And and I will say that I did this through feeding our family, right? So I released that to my husband, Um, but it took me months to truly release the mental load behind it because I didn't even think about the mental load. I was like, okay, I still did all the planning. I still did the grocery shopping. I still did all of the prep. And then my husband would like swoop in at the end and he would cook, which literally only saved me like an hour a week. But it was an hour a week (laughs) that I could write, right? And so I'm like, okay, I just have to come up with another four hours here. Um, And it it wasn't until I had an interview with someone who was in the second book. And she talked about this ability to literally just shift the mental load between her and her spouse. And I like hung up the phone and I went and I'm like, it's all yours. I'm literally, I'm not doing anything else for for providing sustenance for a family. It is a hundred percent yours. You got to come up with a plan. You've got to do the grocery shopping or at least make me a list and then I can go do the shopping. But like, mm-hmm. it is 100% yours. My husband was like, what? Okay. Like didn't even think <laughs> twice like about it. The food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, 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 but he didn't, he didn't fight me on it. He was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know? And I'm sitting there thinking I could have asked this literally three months ago. And, but I had to, I, I personally had to release that mental load and I didn't even know that it was something I had to do. Yeah. You know, like it didn't even. Ooh, so that's a good That's a really good exercise for us all to be thinking of. The thing that you feel is the time suck of your life. Like Mm -hmm. either how can that be delegated or broken down into pieces? Like you were saying, like I going to a grocery store is the highest anxiety producing thing. I mean, I have a literal anxiety disorder and that is my one of my number one triggers is going to the grocery store i get really overwhelmed by all the choices and feeling Mm -hmm. like i'm not picking the best tomato sauce or getting the best deal and it's super and i hate it and my husband loves it but he needs to know what the list is like he doesn't know how many of such and such meal each of the kids have had for lunch this week or whatever so he just he needs to be told what to do but he'll go all day long and so and it's just one of those things of being like oh you actually enjoy that i had just assumed that no one could possibly like that must be the worst thing for anyone to do but apparently there are people that enjoy going to the store i don't even understand like you understand we now like have a year's worth of practice to do an Amazon Fresh. We know how to do this online. He's like, no, I like <laughs> no, to I go like to the it. store. I like to pick out my bananas or whatever and, you know, see everything. So, I mean, yeah. So it is just, it's just that discussion. If we would not have had that discussion, I would have assumed he hated shopping as much as I did and that I was doing him this great big favor by going to the store and having panic attacks. And yep. and meanwhile, he's like, well, I wish I could go to the store. <laughs> so, but I mean, it does come down to a discussion a lot, I feel like. One of the huge pieces that my mental load for the longest time was I was the keeper of just all kinds of random information that I didn't have to be the keeper of. Like I was the one with the account to our swim team's website. 
And so I was the one who logged on and knew how to register for meets and find out what was going on with practice and all of that. But I wasn't the only one who actually had that ability. I just needed to make sure what my husband had an account, right? It was mind blowing. And finally, I, one day I realized how frustrated I was because he would ask I me, mean, he's also a lover of information. So he would say, have you read about this? Have you read about this? What have they posted about this? What's next? You know, and he wants a week out. He wants to know where we're parking on Saturday. And I'm like, I don't know. I'll know that Friday <laughs> night. And I finally realized, why don't I like, give that Here away? Here you go. Here's the account information. You can also log on. And all of us were like, oh, <laughs> it was dumb. But it also was just, it's a conversation. We just hadn't had the conversation. And it's I just a habit. It is. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. It's a habit. You've always had that information. That's been your role. And so for so many of us, it's easier to just keep doing the same thing instead of saying, why am I the one doing this? And not in a snotty way, but in a, no. do I care about this? Okay, no but you care about this. So this should be where you put your energy. And that's yep. part of, of needing to have that conversation of like, what are the things that you enjoy? What are the things that you care about? You know, it's like, I just don't care about that. And just don't so care. why am I the one in charge of it? You know, like, and I think that this is the perfect moment knowing that things are going to be changing. And yes, mm -hmm. we might be going back to school in the fall fingers crossed that's going to be the case, you know, like, like this is the moment. And even before summer is a good time to have that conversation because mm -hmm. things can change in the summer. You know, there are certain points of the year where you can make changes. You can make changes anytime, but there are natural times when that happens. So it is at the beginning of the year. So in January, maybe February, I will tell you a lot of conversations happen on this day. So the day after mother's day, <laughs> when, and, and we can oh, get into that hilarious. in a minute. Right before yeah. summer and then right around when the school year starts. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Mother's Day, the reason why conversations happen around this time, um, and I didn't realize that in, until I did some research as I was trying to figure out when to launch my first book. The reason why right after Mother's Day, like on this day, is because think about the number of, of moms who you know who complain about Mother's Day. Most. And it was like, mm -hmm. I can't believe that that's what they thought that I wanted. And so the problem is, if Mother's Day was not what you wanted, which can be for a lot of moms, then this is the time when you're like, no, this is not working. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get kind of riled up and you're like, we are going to have a conversation. Um, so it is an interesting moment. And then yeah. it's that like lead in to summer. So you all laugh, but it's totally true. Oh no, um, I, I totally I, can see it. I can see it. Except for it, except for I'm in still like I just told Missy, like I had the most epic Mother's Day ever. Did. Like my husband took me for a staycation down at the Driscoll on Saturday night. <laughs> my mom stayed with the kids. We grabbed a lovely brunch at Snooze on the way back. And I was telling Missy, I was like, every every moment was like, it's getting better and better. And then at the end of the night, even when I was out there letting the dog go to the bathroom, the yard filled up with fireflies. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm done. Like this, put a bow on it. Oh, Nothing will ever come close to this Mother's wow. Day. But I do know that there have been Mother's Day and especially when they're younger and everybody's still just in the thick of it. And yeah, yeah I do know that there have been some Mother's Days that like, it's my poor husband. He's so scared to put coconut anywhere near me because he once gave me a coconut cake. And I was like, 
Really? Yeah. And it just sat there. It just sat there in the fridge for a week. He's like, "Aren't like, you gonna no. eat your cake?" And I'm like, I don't Mm-mm. like coconut. But um, but <laughs> well, yeah. This, but I mean, that was just a conversation. And that my whole thing about Mother's Day is literally ask for the day that you want. Like, if mm-hmm. you don't want to spend time with your kids, let your significant other know that. Ask for that. If you want mm-hmm. to have brunch with your mom and only your mom, if you want to have a picnic. <laughs> Because it's a beautiful day. It's time for you to change it all up and go have a picnic outside. Like, like literally ask for the day that you want. And I always say it's because my husband's mind reading abilities kind of suck. And so <laughs> I, it's the worst. Yeah. I mean, I got sick of like, how do you not know what I want? I know what you want for Father's Day. Um, and I just got really tired of that. And he's like, I, I just don't know. I just don't. I just don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, and some this of is us what don't I want. know what we want either. It's true, you know. And yeah, you know what? Let's all make that our goal. We're going to spend the next year figuring out like what what do we want? What because is it Missy, you want? Missy and I talk about this a lot when people are be like, you know, what are your values or what do you like? And we're like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just <laughs> never really spent a lot of time thinking about it. I know if something's happening that I don't like, but you know. Yeah. So yeah, let's spend let's spend the next year figuring out the most epic if you need notes from mine because it was pretty good (laughs) we could borrow them but like put together your dream mother's day and then it's no secret to you or to your partner or to your kids and just make it happen make it happen i think that really relates to in a sort of roundabout way in my brain relates to corporate culture and how women are starting to make changes there because if we do want to go part-time or work full-time and make it work for us, we have to start driving change in our workplaces. And I'm wondering if you've seen through COVID, especially this shift and things really starting to make that turn that they've needed to make for probably, you know, 75 years. So here's the beautiful thing about COVID. So there are some positive things. So right. COVID really, um, really fast forwarded the whole element of companies being open to flexibility. Like it really, like it would have taken a really long time for us to get to the same point, but companies are probably more open to flexible work arrangements right now than they have probably ever been. And so for those companies who are starting to call back employees, now you can have those discussions and say, Hey, I don't want to go back full time. I want to go back two days a week. I mean, it, and it, it can depend on your on your employer, right? It can depend on what it is that you do, what that openness is and, and what you really can do virtually versus right. not. But yes. companies have figured out you can do a lot remotely. I mean, you really can. And so there is this tremendous openness to, okay, what does that look like? But you have to go and ask for what you want right? You can't say, well, I don't want to come back full time and then have them come up with the solution. You want to be part of that conversation, right? So you want to be able to have strategic conversations and even better have conversations with the women around you, you know, especially the other working moms and for that matter, working dads so that you can come as, as problem solvers, not just as here's our challenge. And that way you can have more of honestly what you want right? Because companies are willing to have that conversation now. And they, I think, I don't think it was that they weren't willing. I think it's that they just didn't know. And that said, so many companies honestly kind of threw things together because you (laughs) didn't know how long this was going to last, right? Like it's okay. Well, it's only going to be in lockdown for 
two months. Okay. Well, I mean, okay, well, we'll just do this. Like, like this frantic Mm -hmm. harried, like this will work. And, and honestly, they just didn't figure it out. And so now they're actually figuring out, okay, what are really the tools we need to have? What are the procedures we need to change? What are the processes and the, the benefits? And now is the time when they're actually making these changes, understanding like, okay, we can bring people back to the, the office now. Now is the time when they're looking at changing physically. Like, what does the office look like? Now mm-hmm. would, might be a good time to have like a conversation about having a pump room. You know, like, like there are just so many yeah. different conversations that you can be having. But if you don't have the conversations, if you don't make the ask, you have to just deal with what you're given. And that's, yeah. nobody wants that. Right. Yeah. Now for, for women who, and moms who are home now, either at a decreased work level, or maybe they got laid off and, and they've said, okay, well, because of the uncertainty, I'm just going to, I'm going to hang here for a while, but what are some of the things that you recommend that they could be doing to make sure they're keeping their skills fresh and that, you know, they're still appealing to employers when they go back, whether that's in a few months or a few years or whatever that ends up looking like. So I think part of it, if, if you have kind of stepped away from your career and you want to make sure that you're still relevant, right? Number one, there's a lot of things that you can be doing that, um, that don't cost money. Right. So it's the being on top of things from the experts in your field, because so many industries have those experts who have a blog, a podcast, a, um, a Twitter account. You know, they, they, they share information pretty consistently. And so you want to be on top of that information. And if someone says, OK, but how do I find out who that is? Um, you know, if there are titles that you might be interested in, like literally job titles, You can always Mm -hmm. go on something like LinkedIn and see what are the people with those titles? What are they liking? What are they sharing? What are they Mm. posting? Because that might tell you who are the industry experts, right? Like who are the experts in these particular elements of an industry? So that's one side. You can also look and see on those same um, LinkedIn profiles, do they have certifications? Like, are there things on there that you are literally lacking? Mm right? Mm -hmm. And so you can see like, okay, what are the ways that I can get these certifications? And the beautiful thing is that so much has gone online that you might not have to go into a classroom, so to speak. You can, Uh so much of this is now available remotely, right? Like the same thing that's helping us work remotely is helping us learn remotely. And then hands down, the number one thing that I heard in the interviews that I did was to network. So Yes, there are skills that you want to definitely brush up on, but you need to keep your network alive. And you can do that in a lot of ways. You know, you can reach out to people and ask about, you know, hey, I'm interested in this kind of industry. You seem to know, you know, Missy Stevens, can you make an introduction for her? And I will tell you this, if you can be specific with your ask, and if you can do the homework first, you are going to get better results. So if I reach out to Suzanne and I say, hey, I noticed that you know Missy, can you um, can you make an introduction for me? And then you actually write out like, I'm Suzanne Brown, here's how I'm amazing and this is what I want you to say. <laughs> if you can lay that out ahead of time instead of putting the onus on that other person and saying, do you know someone in such and such industry? Like if you'll go out and you'll do the homework first, 
-hmm. it becomes very easy for that person. It's not like, my God, I've got a thousand people that I'm connected with. How do I know who is in that industry? You know, like, yeah. So do the homework for that person. It's going to make networking a lot easier. And if you know what your ask is, like Mm -hmm. not, do you have a job, but do you know someone who I can shadow? I'm interested in going from this industry to that industry. I want to talk to this person and understand how can I map this skill set to that skill set? Like what things can I play? I mean, some of it might even be as simple as like using different words, even though they're the same skill set, right? And mm-hmm. so y- your ask can be, I want to be able to talk to this person about how my resume can shift to this other industry, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a very specific thing instead of I'm going to talk to this person about what? I guess give her <laughs> my name. Like hook me up with someone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, just tell her I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like doing all of that, it's very helpful instead of putting all the onus on the person who you're reaching out to. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. That's such great advice. It is. That is really, yeah, that is such great advice. Oh my gosh. I want, I actually have a bunch more questions for you, but we are getting, (laughs) we've got like 10 minutes of your time left. So so luckily we know where to find you because we'll follow up with you. you But most importantly for our listeners who are like, wait, I want to know exactly, you know, these questions, but specific to their industry, their role or whatever, what is the best way for these people to get a hold of you for their questions? So you can find all kinds of things on mompowerment.com. So there's a weekly blog there that has literally hundreds of blog posts on all kinds of things. And it's not just work-life balance. It's also things like there's questions about career things or even about like vacation. It's all of the different sides of work-life balance because even having relationships, you know, sponsors, mentors, allies, like those are important to working mothers who are trying to find balance. And so there's tons of information there. And then you can easily get my email there. You can find out more about my books. You can um, get links to like Twitter or Instagram, like all of that stuff. Although you can find me anywhere as I'm mom empowerment everywhere. So perfect. And we'll have links to all that in the show yes. notes. And I do highly recommend signing up for your newsletter. It's always it's so good. There's no fluff. It's like really great <laughs> usable information yes. in all of them. So all about yeah. practical I mean, tips. I know I'll, all about practical yes. tips. Yes. <laughs> Okay. So now, since we just have these few last minutes with you, we like to finish off our show with the look, listen, learn. So people can learn a little bit more about you outside of your career coachiness. And so is there anything that you have been looking at or listening to or learning that you think uh, our listeners might enjoy as well? So I, um, I guess it's like a look and a listen at the same time. I have been reading, are you all familiar with Kristen Hanna? So she wrote like the Nightingale. So her mm-hmm. most recent book, which, and I love The Nightingale. I'm not as huge, of, as big a fan of some of her other books, but I love The Nightingale. Um, and her most recent book is called The Four Winds. And it is, interestingly enough, it is a book about the Great Depression and like the whole Dust Bowl, like what was going on in Texas and Oklahoma and all of that. And I find it to be incredibly interesting because I think so much of the stuff that they are talking about you can still find um, links to right now. Like the stuff that they're Mm. dealing with, I feel like a lot of people are dealing with just with so much job loss last year and just all of the stuff that was going on and places like Texas and Colorado are booming. And then there are other places that you can even see like through the census have gotten smaller. And so it's a really, really interesting read. Um, 
I'm not going to lie. It's not a happy read. So don't, don't go with that and be like, oh, this is going to be really fun. Like, no, this is a (laughs) a serious book. I will say though, that if you need a palate cleanser after that, I highly recommend City of Girls, but that's a different conversation. Oh yes. Um, I listened to that one. one. That was a really fun one. Yes. Um, So I, yeah, I've been loving that. And then I, so I, I brought like show and tell here. Um, So, so I found these maybe about a little over a year ago, but I found them really valuable during the pandemic when I was on screen a lot. So they're, I'm, I'm, it's too bright. So they're, it's pathology rejuvenating eye gels. Oh, I love a good eye gel. So they're the little things that you just stick on your eye and you just kind of keep them there for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, oh, I need that. I love these things. And he'll look at me today. Yeah, I am like, I probably needed these last <laughs> night. Um, I definitely need them. I, I, I was I was listening to um to a book entirely too late last night. Um, but I just couldn't put it down. So I'm like, just one more chapter. Um oh I love so, that. Was that the same book you were just talking about? Or is that different? Well, I'm book? reading I'm reading one and I'm listening to one. So it's mm-hmm, I, I yeah. might I do that often. Um so yeah, so I'm, I do that too. Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad. Um, so I'm also reading, and actually like in book form, If You Tell, which oh, is another really dark book. Either. So if either one of you has a yeah. nice, happy book that I can read after the two of these, because I'm probably <laughs> going to be done at about the same, same time when I'm just like, she's very sad. Oh. And I, I need- If You Tell, that's familiar to me, but I can't remember what it is. What? Oh, it is- Who wrote that? Um, I can't remember who the writer is. I can go grab it, but I can't remember who the writer that's okay. is. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes yeah. when you have- But yeah. it is a- dark book about just a truly manipulative, messed up mother who just, I mean, is brutal to her kids. And I'm, I'm, I'm still very much in the like life sucks for her children phase of this book. And so I'm waiting to get to the like, okay, things are are okay phase. Um, Uh, But it is, it's a really dark book, but so many of my friends recommended it. I'm like, what does this say about my friends? Um, but so many of my friends had read this for their own book clubs, like, you know, for just a lot of different book clubs. And so I said, okay, I have to just read this book. Um, but it is a dark book. Like it is really dark. And um, okay. But after I'm done with my binging handmaid's tale, then maybe I'll be ready for it. <laughs> but, it but you know, I, um, I read a ton of nonfiction, like a ton, like that's what I actually read mm-hmm. a lot of. And so I try to yeah. kind of thread throughout fiction books yep. too, um, just as a writer. And I don't normally read, read and listen to them. Like I don't normally have two fiction books going at the same time. And now I know why, because I can't put them down. And I'm like, yeah. just, just one more chapter, just just, just totally. And, and I read until the end of a period, like, like I want my page to have a period at the end of it. Yeah. Yes. And not all writers write to have a period at the end of their page. And I'm like, well, it's just another seven pages. I mean, not really that big. <laughs> I could do that. It's not that long. You know, and then I'd I'm like, like to read till the end of the right page, the page on the right. So yeah, it's interesting that we all have our little <laughs> things where like, where I, where is a nice clean finish for me or else yeah. I can't do it. Okay. So I'm not the only one. So that makes me feel better, but, but I have, I've been staying up just a little too late. Um, and so the eye gels are like, I'm like, I need one of these like now before I go into <laughs> to, to a public place to pick up my children um okay you need to send us a picture of that so we can link to those on the show notes too (laughs) yeah 
Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So to, I have a much lighter uh, look, listen, learn, because I just discovered it's the fourth anniversary of Tom Holland's lip sync battle of Rihanna's umbrella. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And it, I just so feel like darling. the old fogey because I didn't see it until the first time, like six months ago. So I'm like, it's been around for four years. <laughs> so that's how out of it I am. Um, but yes, it, a couple days ago was the fourth so anniversary. Good. And so if anybody does not know if they're like me and they're like, what are you talking about? We'll have a link to it in the show notes. No, show notes. <laughs> That's a new accent I've made. In the show <laughs> notes. See, that goes with the handmaid's tale. So you're good. Yes. It does. I'm go. just getting a really nondescript accent. Um, so yeah, Tom Holland's lip sync battle. Oh my gosh. It just, it just, you can't help but smile through the whole thing. It's just amazing. It's amazing. So yes, yeah, that my was niece my... and I both were like, "Oh, Tom Holland," and I'm like, "Oh, wait, I'm so very old, and she yes. is young, and stuff." So, like, there's a disconnect. We both are very smitten with this adorable man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I feel so. I mean, I would get arrested. I mean, I can't. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could have birthed him for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> there is so nothing wrong with from afar thinking that's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm just appreciating all that he brings to the table. So Missy, do you have a more appropriate look, listen, learn this week? Um, well, I spent a lot of time with a teenager this week and Was watched a lot of teenager movies. <laughs> um, so this is not my look, listen, learn, but I will say we learned a valuable lesson is that yeah. you can't just Google like comedy and trust that the movie they recommend to you is going to be funny. I'm not going to say the name of this movie, but one in particular movie we watched maybe 15 minutes in that 15 minutes. We didn't laugh once we were grossed out twice. There was like a gruesome execution. It was even another very sad death. And we looked at each other and we we're like, this is not, I'm not laughing at all. No laughter is happening here. What? So, but it's in the genre not, of comedy. It was recommended as comedy. He and I each read different reviews that both said it was laugh out loud funny. <laughs> we're like, are we watching the wrong movie like it was so confusing and then we then we watched tag which is very cute i don't know if y'all have seen tag it was funny and cute that's a great um i was not going to talk about that but i will say if you're looking for a funny story it's based on a true story of a group of men who play tag every year and they're they and are not young i mean they are like no <laughs> they're like no they are 40s, grown 50s, old like, men yeah yes so it's appropriate for me to watch after. Yes, totally, <laughs> totally. So it's a cute, it's a fictionalized account of it, but it is based on this real story that was written up in the Wall Street Journal. And so we ended up watching that and it was so great after our not funny. Oh, well now after this show, you have to email both of us with the, yeah, and no we'll kidding. Keep your secret of what the movie I mean, it was. was. So, so I don't accidentally watch it. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> so, so I'm also listening to um, Colin Jost's memoir. And, you know, he has sort of a like bro vibe to him, I think. Yes. And he really dispels that in the book. I love it. I highly recommend listening to it. And the title is A Very Punchable Face, which I think is such a funny title. <laughs> I'm writing this down. It's, he has great stories. Yeah, he has fantastic stories all the way, you know, talking about his childhood. His mother is a fascinating woman. I actually would really like to have her on the podcast. Um, oh, yeah, one of the longest chief medical officers or the longest chief medical officer in the history of the fire department in New York City. Um, what? 
fascinating career and his wow. stories about 9-11 and what she did and his experience. It's really good. So um, okay. I highly recommend that one as a, it's a light listen, but it's also, I've learned a lot of stuff and I enjoy listening to him talk about his life and I love Saturday Night Live. So I like all the SNL stories too. Yes. Now, is it a, because Zoe, my daughter loves the weekend updates and loves that he is married to Scarlett Witch or whatever her name Joe is. Johansson, yeah. Yes. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. What's the character she plays? Blow, no, Black, Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. Black Widow, yeah. When he talks about meeting her for the first time, my heart melted. And I'm not a mushy, gushy person at all. I'm like, yeah, it's my husband. He's great, whatever. <laughs> and he was so, he hasn't even gotten to the part where they are officially dating. He's just talking about the first time they met on Saturday Night Live. And he just, it's just this very tender, kind description of her as a whole person, not just like, hey, I thought she was hot. You know, like he really saw her. And, oh, um, you gave so, me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah see, that really might good. be the perfect palate cleanser then for the, you know, yes, the, it's not it, heavy. It, does he narrate it's it? Meaningful. Yep. See, I love that. I love when the writer yeah. actually narrates the book and like you can hear like yes. the tonation and like, yep. yeah. okay. It's and the he way laughs at himself at times and like you can hear him struggling to read because he's giggling at absurdity at times. Yeah, you know, he knows awesome. when he's ridiculous and you can hear it and it's not um it's not false like it's there's it's genuine so yeah he's, oh that's so i didn't i didn't even realize that he had a book so, i didn't either. i love look listen learns like me too i learn something every week <laughs> i do and so now you've learned i'm horribly dark and you know yes <laughs> i love the dark and twisty too like both of those are on my list because i love it yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. If you go back into the, this is a much lighter tone than uh, usually my look, listen, learn. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> murder. We're all about the murder. Excellent. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That makes me feel better though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, terrific. And I think we've kept you a couple minutes late. I know how busy totally, you are. So I appreciate usual. you sticking around with us. And so we're going to be sending everybody to mompowerment.com to get all your information. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Um, and yeah, sign up for the newsletter, y'all. It's so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have so many more questions. We're going to, I say this a lot, but we're going to have, have you back. You, we're going to have you back so we can Love get that. to round two of some of the stuff we missed. And then hopefully now that we're all vaxxed up, we'll actually get to see you since you, yeah, uh, you're local with us. I know. What a concept. Goodness. I saw Missy once. <laughs> once I've seen her once. Know, we have seen each other now. exactly once, like in the last 18 months. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's very exciting. Oh, yeah. well, thank you so much. It was so good yes, catching up you. with you and such great information. Thank you. Have All a great right. afternoon. All bye. right. Bye. bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.